Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Blue Jackets fans. Happy Monday morning. Happy Blue Jackets finally won a game day. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. Whether you are a first-time listener or a regular listener, I appreciate you stopping by. So today, we get to talk about a Blue Jackets win for the first time in, like, a week and a half, it feels like. Uh, the the last win would have been the game against Vancouver, which did not feel like a win uh, because of how piss poor we played, but it's fine. We won a game last night. We also didn't play super well, but lucky for us, Aiden Hill is not James Reimer, so... Uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the, the 6-4 win over the San Jose Sharks. Uh, I listened to the boys over at Locked On Sharks uh, just before recording this. Uh, the Good Vibe Sharks are dead, apparently, and we killed them. So there's that. Um, that was a, a messy, messy game. Uh, it was It was not good. Um, no one was very good, I don't think, uh, that, on both teams. Um, you know, the Sharks coming off a, a long road trip, the Blue Jackets coming off a, a long-ish road trip. They played last night, uh, or they played the night before, uh, the San Jose Sharks had one day of rest, and honestly, going into the game, I had a bad feeling, the first kind of 10 minutes of the game did not really do anything to dissuade me of that bad feeling. Blue Jackets somehow opened the scoring, like, almost at the end of the of the first period. We were about 16 minutes in. Adam Boquist literally can't stop scoring goals. Uh, he opens the scoring again from, like, the hash marks because we don't have defensemen anymore. We have Vladislav Gavrikov and five Rovers. Um... Just a really, a really nice goal, a really nice setup. Justin Danforth uh, got the assist on that. I really liked, uh, I really liked Danforth play uh, last night. Actually, I thought he had a, a really good game. Uh, I was literally composing a tweet, being like, "Hey, congratulations! You didn't get scored on in the final minute of the first period," uh, and then they got scored on with like two and a half seconds left. Nick Benino. Nick Benino scores a goal, and then Eric Carlson scores a goal, like, 20 seconds into the second period. It's 2-1 Sharks. And I was like, sure, of course it is. Why not? Um, this team is full of children and idiots. Um, Sean Crowley ties it up, like, 53 seconds into the second period. It's 2-2. Uh, that's his fourth goal of the season. Uh, Alexander Texier, who I also thought had a, a pretty good night, uh, gets an assist on that one. Andrew Peake gets an assist on that one. Um, that line continues to that line continues to click. Um, honestly, like, and I know it's when your fourth line is the only line that's being consistent. Like, that's a bigger problem in and of itself. But I really feel like splitting that line up made the team worse. Um, 
and putting the the Corrali Texier Robinson line back together could only be a good thing for the team if only because you know if you keep that line together you have a consistent line and it also means less uh, options for Larson to play around with the other nine forwards so you know small small victories I guess question mark um Brent Burns scores only his second goal of the season makes it 3-2 uh but Good news, we have a teenager who was not sent to Sweden. Uh, Kozlinger gets his fifth goal of the season. Um, I think he's good for, like, fourth on the team in goals at the minute because we only have, like, two guys that could score goals. Just unassisted, just a really a really well-placed shot. Um, Aiden Hill, I don't think, was uh, great uh, last night, but I don't fault him on that shot. That was just an absolute rocket. Um... I think there were goals that he probably should have had. The Roslovic one kind of comes to mind, but the the Cylinder one, I can't really fault him on. Um, he just blew that right by him because uh, that's our that's our boy. Uh, like I say, Roslovic makes it four three a couple of minutes into the third period, and then it becomes five three very quickly after that. Again, Adam Boquist scoring from the hash marks because. Why would defenseman be at the point or, you know, more than six feet away from the net? Uh, I love him. Again, that's his sixth goal of the season. Um, that Seth Jones trade, again, it's it's looking, it's real early. Uh, Seth Jones, I think, has like 19 assists so far um, this season. So, you know, he's he's obviously doing great things or, you know, decent things over on the power play. Uh, I don't think his underlying stats are, are great, but he's he's certainly racking up the points. Um, but between the play of Boquist, the play of Cole Sillinger, and also to a lesser extent Jake Bean, like that trade's looking real good. Um, like, yes, we will take the equivalent of four first-round picks for our defenseman that didn't want to stay anyway. So... There's, there's that. I just wanted to, I just wanted to mention that. I didn't realize until I was talking to JD that we, like, that's what we got. I was like, okay, so we got a first and a second, and Boquist and swapped first, and I kind of hadn't put together that it was okay. So Jake Bean went thirteenth overall. Cole Sillinger went twelfth overall. Uh, Adam Boquist went eighth overall in their respective their respective drafts, and then obviously we still have next year's first round pick from Chicago, which the team is it's looking like it's probably going to be top 10, which I am absolutely fine with. Uh, it is lottery protected, so it'll be anywhere from 3rd to 10th, I imagine. Uh, we will not get 1st or 2nd from them. So it's, it's, looking, it's looking pretty good. Um, Thomas Hurdle scores, makes it 5-4. Alexander Texier gets the empty netter after a Gus Nyquist uh, even strength goal is taken away from being offside because the linesmen can't do their jobs, I guess. Uh, so that's our our fourth goal that has been disallowed for being offside that the linesman missed uh, at the time. Like that's it, and in six games as well. Like that's not even an all season thing. That is in the past six games. It happened to, twice to Chinakov. It happened to. Uh, it happened to Chinikov literally the game before um, against against Washington. Um, happened to Roslovic at the Nashville game. 
add happened now to Gus Nyquist. So I don't know. It makes it like make it make sense. Um, that's that's something I'm going to talk about in a minute. Actually, is the the linesman keeping and the officiating because it was god awful. I honestly think that maybe some of these refs need a new job, and so they should go to Indeed. If you want an all-star team, you need an all-star hiring partner, and that means you need Indeed. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible, because you can do it all, attract, interview, and hire at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. They partner with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like uh, Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Indeed makes it easier for star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. You can pick what skills are important to you from those assessments and get a clear view of your top talent abilities faster. Assessments make the interview process smoother for everyone, hirers and hirees. Talent doesn't need to prove themselves again, and you can dive deeper into talking about what's important to you. And with Indeed assessments, you can reduce hiring time by 12%, which that is a lot of time. If As someone who is currently looking for a job, if I could reduce that job-seeking time by 12%, I would be a happy, happy person. You can get started right now, Indeed, with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. Once again, that is Indeed.com slash locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Get a $75 credit for your job posting. Indeed.com slash locked on. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Do you need to hire? You need Indeed. I've also got to tell you about DirecTV. Does it sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favourite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbour's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favourites together like never before, so you can watch your favourite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. I mean, no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and here's the best bit, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com, that is D-I-R-E-C-T-V dot com. Compatible device required, content varies by package. Welcome back to Locked on Blue Jackets. We are, as always, free and available on all podcast platforms. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Uh, so normally what I would do in the second segment is talk about kind of who are the Blue Jackets I liked, who are the Blue Jackets I didn't like, some things that need to change. Uh, but honestly, the biggest thing for me is the officiating has been just god-awful. And that's not a Blue Jackets-specific thing. Um, I think there were missed calls on both teams last night. Uh, and, you know, looking around the, the league... There were some questionable uh, officiating choices made, specifically in the Winnipeg-Toronto game. Um, that got real out of hand real fast, but it feels like, you know, the past couple of games, the Blue Jackets have been not getting the calls that they should be getting. Um, and I don't think that's a, well, the Blue Jackets deserve more penalties. That's just that there are penalties happening that the refs aren't calling. Um, last night, I thought they could have called that Nyquist boarding 
um, behind the San Jose net. They didn't. But the most egregious one for me would have been the Timo Meyer running into Elvis Musleykins. Um, somehow was not called interference. He skated right through the blue paint, hit Elvis, skated out the other side. Uh, Elvis kind of gave as good as he got, which I assume is why they didn't call the penalty. Uh, but, like, you can't just skate into the crease like that. Like, if you're not going to call that blatant a penalty, then what are we even doing here? Um, the Sharks would would score not long after that, not as a direct result of that missed penalty, but if that penalty is called, then that goal doesn't happen. Uh, so, you know, it's it's so frustrating. And I, again, I want to st- stress that I don't think this is a, oh, the Blue Jackets aren't getting calls, you know, um, because the Blue Jackets... Okay, yeah, the Blue Jackets aren't getting called, but neither is anyone else. Um, you know, we've kind of passed that first couple of months where if you looked at a guy wrong, you got called for cross-checking. And then now they're like, okay, well, we've called all of the penalties we need to for this season. Let's just sit back and, and let them play. And I hate letting the team play. Um, you know, it's this this idea of, well, if they're, they're self-policing, then we can just kind of let them get on with it. And that's how you end up with, like, what happened last night in Winnipeg-Toronto, which was Jason Spezza, like, kneeing Neil Pionk in the head after Neil Pionk uh, got um, Rasmus Sandin in the knee. Like, the Pionk hit was very bad and absolutely should have been penalised much worse than it was. But because it wasn't, that is what led to the Spezza hit, and it was just kind of out of control after that. Um, I thought the Kempe hit by Conor McDavid uh, was definitely a penalty. I don't know that it was a five-minute major and a game misconduct, but it was, you know, I just, I would like consistency in my calls, please. Um, that's, I don't feel like that's asking for, for too much. Um, I literally would just like you to call the penalties that you see and also be consistent you know call if, if something is a penalty in one game it should be a penalty in all games um and it drives me up the wall apart from that um you know the, the officiating was the worst thing about the game for me i thought um elvis i thought was was pretty good uh he hasn't played in a while his last start was Nashville where he allowed three goals on nine shots and got pulled 12 minutes in um I would have liked his save percentage to be a little higher I think he had an eight eight something um but he had a better save percentage than Aiden Hill and that is what counts um other other guys were good I, I cannot say enough good things about Anna Boquist I really can't um he has been just such a, a game changer and I really do wonder, you know, if he if we hadn't lost him to uh, that lower body injury for a handful of games, like where his game would be. But in his past kind of, what, four or five games, he has looked like a different defenseman. He has been phenomenal. Um, I, I can't wait to see kind of where he goes from here. Like, you know, six goals in however many games it is. Uh he has six. He has six goals uh, and nine nine points in sixteen games this season. Uh, prior to this season, he had six goals, 
six career goals total in whatever the math is. Um, 92 minus 16 is what, like 70-something? So he had six career goals before this season. And he's kind of come into this season and been like, right, well, I am going to get increased ice time. I'm going to get more responsibilities. And he's kind of taking them with, with both hands. And he's still only just 21. He turned 21 in August. You know, he has so much room to grow. And I'm super excited to see him and to see Jake Bean and, you know, Cole Sillinger and just all of the young guys we have. Um, I think the the fun side of the Blue Jackets has kind of been lacking a little bit uh, in the past week or so. Um, the Washington game, I thought was fun-ish. Uh, last night's game was fun, but Nashville wasn't fun. Dallas wasn't fun. St. Louis wasn't fun, you know, and I've talked about it before. I don't mind losing games if you look like you're at least trying. And the past kind of week or so, we've been in a little bit of a, not a tailspin necessarily, but it's been kind of a rough, a rough couple of, rough few games for for the Blue Jackets. Um, And I think, you know, it's a young team. We're going to have rough patches. We're going to make mistakes. It's, and I think this win was really important in terms of a confidence boost for for a young team. Um, Because that's the, that's the, thing you know you can talk about okay a young team is going to make mistakes but I think a young team doesn't have the the confidence I guess or the mental fortitude to kind of just grit out a win when you need it and I think that's kind of what last night was it was a combination of maybe winning a game you don't deserve to is a really good confidence boost I think because you're like well if we can win when we're playing badly then we can win when we're playing well um and also you know taking advantage of a tired goalie that was playing his third game in four nights and when he you know had expected to only be playing one we got the backup for a uh san jose team i assumed that we would be facing reimer which i think would have made it a very different game um just a, a combination of things that have kind of come together really well for this again very young team that needs to learn how to lose and how to win because those are two very different skills i think um we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about that in just a minute uh, but first i will tell you about built bar because the holidays are here so this holiday season grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar built bar is filled with so much holiday goodness rich with flavor covered in chocolate amazingly low in calories sugar net carbs and fat and high in protein you get the best of both worlds delicious and healthy there's so many flavors you will have a hard time choosing are you gonna have mint brownie or raspberry cherry or double chocolate cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa, let it melt a little bit, and give your beverage a bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it. But make sure you have a couple of napkins on hand. 
How about uh, Built Bar Puffs? Do you like marshmallowy treats around the holidays? Then you need to get your hand on Built Bar Puffs. They are light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. And here's the best bit. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Once again, that is promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at Built.com. I've also got to tell you about Bet Online because they've got you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues their march to the playoffs, the NHL season continues their march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKED ON or one word to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favourite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favourite sports. Once again, that is promo code LOCKED ON, or one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at betonline.ag. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, so I was... I was again, listening to or watching Locked on Sharks just before I recorded this, they talked about last night's game, made some really good points, and their kind of final segment, they talked about, okay, what are the San Jose Sharks at this point? Because sometimes they're a good team, sometimes they're a bad team, sometimes they're a kind of a middling team, where do they fall? Uh, And so I thought I would take a look at the Blue Jackets in that kind of frame as well of what are the Blue Jackets? Beyond, you know, what I've said on this podcast multiple times, they are a very young team that is going to make mistakes. Where, like, but what does that mean? What are the Blue Jackets? Um, And I still don't think the Blue Jackets are a necessarily great team. I think they can be a good team, maybe verging on very good. Um, But at the minute, they're inconsistent, which, again, is something I talked about to... uh, J.D. Young of, of Locked on Sharks in yesterday's kind of pregame episode. Uh, I was like, well, it's, inconsistency has been the word of the season, and I think it's going to continue being the, wor- the word of the season for the Blue Jackets, uh, which I think is to be understanded, you know. High turnover of players, brand new head coach. Yeah, he's been with the organization for a long time, but this is his first season as a head coach. I think he's doing a pretty good job. Um, if you ask... Brandon Dubinsky, the team is playing much better under Brad Larson than they would against under John Tortorella, but that's that is besides the point. Uh, just a, one of my I saw on Twitter uh, Brandon Dubinsky talking about this a couple of games ago and was just absolutely floored by it. Just outstanding work from the now retired uh, former Blue Jackets forward. Um, but in terms of what this team is, I don't know that we're going to know that this season. I kind of came into the season thinking, oh, okay, they're probably going to be better than people think, but still not very good. And then they have been better than I expected. And I expected them to be better than a lot of people expected. Uh, so I think a lot of people are like, whoa, Columbus is doing way better. We expected them to be like way down at the bottom of the league. Um and, and we're not. We are fifth in the division at the minute. I think we're a point out of the playoffs. Uh, yeah, we are... Uh, Pittsburgh has that second wild card spot with 27 points. 
we have 26 points just below them, but we have a, a game in hand. Uh, and it helps that Pittsburgh has five overtime losses. Blue Jackets haven't lost in overtime yet, which is, okay, a good thing, because it means that we've gone on and gotten those two points, but it also means that there have been a lot of games where we haven't been able to force overtime. So, you know, kind of pick a choose whether you think that's a good thing or not. Um, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna return to this at a, a few points during the season. We're over a quarter of the way through now. We are at twenty-two games, twenty-three games of eighty-two. So just over a quarter of the way through. I think we'll probably revisit this in you know another twenty games. We'll look at what are the Blue Jackets. See if my answer has changed from young, inconsistent team that is probably playing above its level, but is also just having a great time while doing it. Uh, hopefully we can get back to the kind of the fun hockey of the first kind of 20 games or so of, of the season. Uh, Cause again, it, I don't mind us losing games, but I would also like it to be fun um, because last season was not fun. Even when we were winning, it was not fun to watch. So I've been very much enjoying watching a team that is fun and also maybe sometimes good. I think is probably the, the maybe sometimes good, the Columbus Blue Jackets story of the 2021-22 season. Um, I think that's that's everything I've got for you today. Uh, good job on uh, not making it a five-game losing streak. Blue Jackets, good job on not being the New York Islanders who lost their 11th straight game last night. Um, I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. And wherever you get your podcast, if you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Tomorrow we are going to talk about the game tomorrow night, uh, playing the Maple Leafs for the first time this season. They just lost an ugly one against Winnipeg last night, so no doubt they feel like they have something to prove, so it should be... I'm probably going to hate the game, but hey, the rules say that we have to play them, so I guess we'll play them. Uh, so that's that's coming up tomorrow, preview of that game. Uh, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. I really appreciate it. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.